When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. From big house, big vacations to... We had $40 our checking account. I do work seven days a week. You were broke four years ago. You just didn't declare it. You just borrowed money and pretended you weren't. It's no secret now. What's it doing to you as a man? It hurts so bad because I feel like I should be the provider. What money mistakes could you be making right now? How to survive the money crisis. It's almost a million dollars in debt. Big money problems. Big money answers. Stand by, Dr. Phil. debt they were in. Well, these 15 people right here have zero. All right, everybody have a seat, and we can start hating on these people. All right, the rest are in debt for a grand total of $29,336,274. Almost 30 million out of just this audience. Now, that's not unusual. We're starting a money series called Money Matters Surviving the Crisis. Okay, now we all know that right now many, many families are really having a difficult time, right? We know that mortgages are getting foreclosed at record highs, gas is just through the roof, and a lot of families more than you might think, and perhaps some of you are one paycheck away from disaster, from being on the street. So how do you survive the storm? Well, today I'm gonna talk about what I believe are the five biggest money mistakes that you might be making right now as we sit here today. I'm counting down to number one throughout the show. If you avoid these things, you can have a whole different outcome. Now first, Brandy and Greg say they were living the American dream. I'm talking big house, a boat, four beautiful children, and a combined income of close to a quarter of a million dollars. Seemingly plenty of money for eating out, movies, family vacations, but was it really enough? He worked as a mortgage loan officer and she a mortgage processor. Now it comes to this for Brandy and Greg. We have $40 or $30 in the bank, and you spend $25.20 at Wings. When's the last time I did something like this? I haven't done anything like when's, that. When's the last time I did something Greg, like that? Greg, it's not Just the point. Just tell me. It's not the point. The point was we have $40 in our checking. 
That could have fed us four dinners. Okay, those were home cameras, cameras that we put in the home to just kind of see what was going on. And we're seeing how suffering through a money crisis is affecting this marriage. Now, Brandy and Greg have been married for seven years. They've maxed out all their credit cards and owe family and friends $28,000. Now, their one-time quarter-million-dollar income has now shrunk to nothing. I mean, zero. Now, Brandy says the stress is taking a toll on her and her marriage. You wonder how you got there, and it's overwhelming. It's sheer panic. I mean, that's almost a million dollars in debt. It is so unsettling, I don't sleep at night. Up until two years ago, living on a six-figure income and then going to, you know, very minimal now has really taken a toll on my pride. It just hits me that I feel like a loser. Greg has had a history of abandoning me in difficult times. Sometimes I feel like I have to walk on eggshells because I, f I fear that he is going to leave. I do think that our financial situation has driven us apart. I feel like we're a runaway train about to go off the track because we're right on the edge of losing everything. Guys, tell me why you wanted to be here and or are willing to be here. I really want to learn where we've gone wrong and what we can do to, to go forward and get ourselves out of the mess. First thing I want to talk about before we even get to the money is what's happening in the relationship. Because if you go to lawyers in America, divorce lawyers, family law, and say, what's the number one complaint you get? It's money. They're fighting over money. It's what I call non-directional frustration. It's like, you're really mad about this, aren't you? You don't like it. You feel bad about yourself. I mean, how do you feel about having four children and a wife, and you can't make it work. It hurts my ego so bad because, you know, I feel like I should be the provider, and um, it's hard. What's it doing to you as a man? I mean, that's, that, that's what I want you to be honest with yourself about. I mean, this hurts. There's no two ways about it. You, like you said, ego's the biggest thing. It hurts. Well, we're, we're very close with all our neighbors, and, you know, when we're out talking to our neighbors and hanging out, it's really hard to even discuss anything dealing with our finances, and so I kind of become withdrawn, and I feel like I'm drained. I just feel like it, it really brings me down. You feel like he's close to bailing on you? Yeah. You think I... he could abandon you? Yeah. Just pull away? Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Uh, scary. Um, I feel like I have to walk on eggshells. Okay, so my, my point is you, you've got all of this financial pressure and then instead of supporting each other, instead of being together, you do this. Take a look. You just want to sit and bitch and point a finger, but you don't want to do anything. And you said to me two weeks ago, well, I've just given up. All right, I don't not do anything. I do work seven days a week. That's part of it. I do too. I understand. I do too. I work seven days a week because I take care of the kids seven days a week. And in the meantime, I'm dealing with somebody who comes home and is being grouchy and not friendly. I have the kids 24-7. I'm not out socializing, having another interaction. I am working too and it's like you just dismiss that because I'm home. I'm eating bonbons or something. Okay, that's about a 45 second clip of a fight that went on for about a half an hour. Right? Yeah. Right. We're not going to 
show it all. But Thanks. that's an idea of that's an idea of what's going on, right? Right. Yeah. We'll be right back. You didn't have money before you were out of money. You were broke before you were broke. Didn't you feel it closing around you? All right, the question for Greg and Brandy and for all of you at home is what money mistakes could you be making right now? Look, money is tight right now. The economy's tough, gas is high, expenses are high. So what do you and your family have to do to survive? Now, Brandy and Greg once lived on a quarter million dollars a year. Now they say they're struggling to have any roof over their head at all and put food on the table. Take a look at the family impact. When I look at the numbers each month of how much debt we have, I feel utter despair. I feel like a loser. I look at my kids going, My girls can go to preschool. They don't understand why. My son can't do these things. He gets why because he's older. He knows it's money. Their birthdays come up. We don't have anything. Logan's birthday's Saturday. We don't have a single thing for her. I don't even have a party planned for her. It's just overwhelming <laughs> to be so in debt and there's no way out. How do you not feel like just a failure to them? You try to figure out how you got in such a big mess. That's really hard for you to watch. Why? What do you say to yourself when you watch that? I really feel like I should have done a lot of things different. I, I know we had certain circumstances that led to the situation, but, you know, like I say, to be the provider and, and to see my wife like that really hurts. If there's a way out of this, are you willing to do what it takes? Absolutely. I mean, if there's a way out of it relationally, if, there, if there's a way out of it financially, if there's a way to turn this around, are you all willing to do what it takes? Yes. This situation was dead long before you declared it dead. You didn't have money before you were out of money. You were right. broke before you were broke. And how many times have you refinanced your house? Two times. Twice. Twice. So you owe almost twice what it's worth, right? 50, 60% more than right. it's worth. Okay, so for a number of years, like over a four year period, you were living on borrowed money. Right. You were borrowing money to go to the grocery store. So you haven't just been bleeding in the last three, six months, you've been bleeding for four years. You just didn't declare it. That's denial, right? And you can't fix what you don't acknowledge. You can't fix what you don't change. It's not too late. It's never too late. Money's the cheapest commodity we got because you can regenerate. You can have a whole bunch of money and lose it, and then you can get a whole bunch more, and then you can lose it, and you get a whole bunch more. You can, keep, you can keep recycling that. The only ego problem you should have is if you don't have the guts to face the truth now. It's no secret now. You were broke four years ago. You just didn't declare it. You just borrowed money and pretended you weren't. Right. But didn't you know it? I mean, didn't you, didn't you feel it closing around you? I did. I just thought I could run faster and harder and earn the money that we were earning. And oh. it would all be okay. Yeah, you can run, but you'll just die tired. Yeah, at some point, you got to stop and let the beast catch up with you, turn around and say, okay, what are we going to do here? And that's where we are now, right? I mean, that's what we've got to do now. Yeah. 
What, what do you think about what I'm saying? Is this just grim to you? It's very grim. I mean, I think what you just said made me feel a little bit better that, you know, money's a big commodity. It's replaceable, it's, but it's just been probably the most humbling experience ever. I mean, we've been through a lot in the last four years. Um, I think, I, I, can't, I just can't even describe it. Well, and, and you all know you're not alone in this, right? Two million foreclosures. I mean, you're just an example of what's going on out there. And what we got to do is gut up and do what we have to do to get through this and, and make the changes. But you got to stop blaming each other. He's not a, a, a weak man or a poor husband because the, the mortgage market crashed. You know, she's not a bad wife because she, she doesn't manage the money in a way that makes it all work. Or, I mean, you guys are in this together. I mean, that's, that's what thick and thin means. All right. Look, we, we have a money expert that's been involved in this situation, Laurel Langemeyer, and she's going to be joining our team. She's a best-selling author, entrepreneur, innovator, self-made millionaire. Uh, we sent her uh, to uh, meet with Brandy and Greg. When we come back, we're going to look at that visit. You're going to meet Laurel, and we're going to start talking about how to dig out of this, and I'm going to start clicking off the five biggest money mistakes they've been making, and maybe you're making. We'll be right back. I really need you to be ready because the, the solutions that we're going to give you are going to be drastic compared to the pattern you're in. Laurel Langemeyer is here. Now let's see her visit with Greg and Brandy at their house. So right now you have about 26,000 that's like due now. I mean, creditors are calling, yeah. pounding you. Let's talk about how that breaks down. So the 8,000 in credit cards, that's five cards, 700,000 in a house and 5,000 in a car. What's the biggest change? When we had to take our kids out of uh, uh, preschool. So do you think you were living beyond your means? I think we just didn't plan. We were living the income that we were making. And then all of a sudden, that income changed drastically. There's just different expenses that I disagree on, you know. Starbucks is one. I go to Starbucks to work because I can't work in this house. And I feel like I have to buy at least one cup of coffee while I I'm there. I get that. They have a 99-cent coffee, not a 384 coffee. So I see that, and I'm like, that's two meals. Did you have money put away? No. Do you guys feel like you have any plan? No. Okay, Laurel, thanks for going down and visiting with these guys. So what did you find? What's your assessment of this story? When income changes from 240, last year was at 70, and this year we're at 15, when income patterns change that drastically, there's ways to intervene earlier, which could have given us a lot more solutions than we have today. Yeah, I mean, that, we're really but, at the kind of end of the rope. What do you see needing to happen in the next 90 days? What's that plan? I think that for sure, we need two incomes again. Um, Brandy's proven in the past, she knows how to make money. She's patterned that she can make money. I think also the, the blaming, as you mentioned, is critical. We've got to have you both own your balance sheet. You both need to have the plan for the income and the balance sheet. You've got to be willing to say, we are in this together. Money is a partnership decision. And so you've got to stop fighting, get a plan you can both be excited about. And we're going to talk about how to do that. Um, but you and I are going to disagree on this next point. Because you say 
that they need to get into a tiered mortgage plan, which you know more about than all of us. But uh, say what you mean, and then I'll tell you why I think that's wrong. The tiered mortgage is a, it's one choice where you can reduce your mortgage to more of a place where you could afford it and then gradually go back up. Let me ask you how you feel about this, Greg, because I, one of the things that, you know, I said I've been very poor in my life, and I have, um, but I've never owed anybody anything. Now, I, I paid $165 for my first car, and I think I got gypped. Uh, but, I mean, it, it had no reverse, but it did have a motor. I mean, you had to park on a hill uh, to, to get away, but I didn't have any car payment. And I can't tell you the freedom that I've felt in my life because I never owed anybody anything. You're arguing over $40, and you've got children with no birthday presents, and we're going to try to service a $700,000 debt? That just seems insane to me. I think that house should have been dumped four years ago. I think it should have been dumped four years ago. <laughs> to me, the idea of trying to service a, a three-quarter million dollar debt on a house you don't have to have, it just seems there would be such a sense of freedom to be out from under that. They'd either have to make some new money as a choice, and if they don't do it in, in a few weeks, I mean months, and you both could do it, then I do think they, they need to dump the house. Oh, we I gotta mean, make new money, no question about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. And but we've gotta fix it. I think we're open to either or. I mean, we've looked into short sale, we looked into a two bedroom apartment, putting all our kids in one room, we're in room, splitting dividers. I mean, I've looked at both apartments around so the kids can stay in the school mm -hmm. district. But you know, if at you went point, to bed at night is without a million dollars hanging over your head, and you could pull those covers up around your neck and say, you know what? We ain't got a lot of square footage, but we're paying for it, and our head's above water. Just emotionally, I mean, doesn't that make a huge, a, a, a huge difference? I said I was going to be counting down the five biggest mistakes people make uh, right now with money. Now, Greg and Brandy are a perfect example of number five, which is living beyond your means. Look, it's math. It's not magic. It doesn't matter what you think you deserve. It doesn't matter what you think you need. It doesn't matter what you think you have to have to fit in. If you don't have the money, then you don't need to be incurring the responsibilities, the debt, the obligation. If right now, if, if the bottom line is that you just simply can't afford what you have, then get out from under it. It's math, it's not magic. And that's where you gotta put ego aside and get down to the bottom of saying, we just can't afford this. We will, and when I move back into a place like this, I'm gonna own it, I'm gonna pay for it, I'm gonna do it right, and I'm gonna go to bed at night without any pressure on me. But in the meantime, I'm not gonna do this anymore. You didn't make this crisis, but you failed to react to it, and you've gotta to react to it now. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the, the solutions if we got rid of the house is we've got to start working on the credit score, which will help when they start making more money. Uh, we got to restructure the debt. Their credit scores below 400. I mean, very small percent of the folks in America have that. So them qualifying, we're going to need to look for a second person to sign on to get them home, or look at a private. Uh, but there's private a place. Situation. There's a way. There there's a, way. a will. Absolutely. There's Dr. Phil. There's. There's. We're I mean, get it. I mean, we're people. Gotta get them help. We, we, you've got to have a roof you can afford with peace of mind. And that's more important. If you, if you yeah. lose your family, yeah. 
you lose everything. If, if the girls lose their dad, you just lose everything. Now, Greg and Brandy have bill collectors calling 20 times a day, which is something else that's got to stop. We'll be right back. got to create new money, right? You have to. And she's proven in the past she can do it, Dr. Phil. This is about survival. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Their account hasn't had a payment in a while, and it's your responsibility to get this account paid down. Predators call from 8 in the morning until almost 9 o'clock at night, all throughout the day. It is imperative that this needs to change today and needs to be paid right away. It got to be such a problem that you ended up unplugging the home phone. They will just downright harass you. It's just nonstop all day long. You can't live that way. And, and it's so disturbing. Well, that was Brandy listening to voicemails. Uh, they're left by creditors demanding their money. It's just relentless. Bang, bang, bang. They get 20 collector calls at all times, even Easter Sunday. Lord, don't they have to stop this? They have to do some sort of a workout. And, you know, you can run from creditors, but you can't run from a credit score. And I know I bring that back because it's about you being able to get into an apartment or even rent a house. At this point, you're not making much of any money in the market you're in because it's just debtor and a hammer, right? Right. I'm still in the mortgage business, and I'm making a draw of very little a month. Yeah, but that draws against earnings, so you're it going in the now, hole. yes. Right. Going negative now, right? You're going negative, so it's costing you thousand dollars a month to go to work. Right. Okay, so you're paying them to let you show up. Okay, and you have worked in the past, but you don't now, and you say you don't want her to because it'll create more chaos. It's very chaotic at our house to keep everything running smoothly, and I completely disagree. But I thought it would interfere also maybe with my job at night if she's going to work because sometimes I have to call clients at night or meet with clients? There aren't perfect solutions, but one of the things that Laurel has talked about is you've got to create new money, right? You have to. And, and she's proven in the past she can do it, Dr. Phil. She's watched another family. Five days a week, she cleaned another family's house, did all their cleaning, then came home and did hers. So she's proven she knows how to make money, and that was way under charge. I mean, she should be making five, six, seven hundred a week doing that. She could go back to that. She's also helped in the past with Greg's business, which is another option. So instead of seeing it interfering with Greg's business, she could help be on phone calls, doing the lead generation. There's a lot that these guys can do together to really generate some real cash And you again. can do some of these things from home. But look, here's the thing. This is about survival. You both have an earning capacity, and both of you are earning zero. So what's wrong with this picture? We have two intelligent, educated, able-bodied people making zero money, mm -hmm. and you're saying, don't want you working, it'll be too chaotic. <laughs> uh, you know, but the point is, you need to get another job. 
you either need to get a different job or an additional job, and you need to go to work. <laughs> because how much, how much difference would an extra three or $4,000 make right now? Huge. A month. Now, one of the things I want you to do, I've got a friend, and his name is Tony Bashira. Tony Bashira is, in my opinion, and probably everybody else's, the number one headhunter executive placement guy in America today. And he's in Dallas. He wrote a book called The Job Search Solution, which is a really great book, which I'll get you a copy of right away. But I've talked to Tony, and I've asked him to work with you and see what your options are. He's a number one guy in America, Tony Bashira, and he says he'll work with you. Um, are you open to that? Yes. yes. How do you feel about her going to work? I, uh, I think I've realized that it probably is something we definitely need to do. I want Laurel to stay plugged in with you guys. I want you to meet with Tony. I want you to resolve to start doing some of this stuff. Let us help you through some of these workout things. This can get better quick. And, and the only way you're going to start fixing that credit score is start generating some new money. And paying their bills in a new spending plan. We cannot keep spending. And you can help with that. And Absolutely. you can get into a workout situation where you're paying what you can afford every month to take care of everything and nobody can call you. Okay, that takes that pressure okay. off. And you, so... And food for their girls. I mean, yeah. I have to say that. I mean, when I was in their home and watching Brandy, I mean, she's brilliant. If she can take $125 for six, six bodies and make that into a week's worth of food, that's like an architect <laughs> with 125 bucks. I mean, well, that's you what can I'm do saying. this. I mean, you you can, use that skill. These girls are amazing. So, all right. So, can we start pursuing this plan? Absolutely. Start working on it, and I'll get yes. I'll get you with Tony right away. You got Laurel here. You're going to go to work. We're gonna start making some changes, right? Definitely. Do you feel better? Oh my gosh, I feel relieved. I feel like there's hope. There is hope. There's this will work out. It, it truly will. Out. All right, we're counting down. Now the fourth biggest mistake is no emergency backup plan. See, we're in a 70% double income society right now. And what happened is we used to have that second income as your bailout. If someone got hurt, sick, or laid off, then the non-working spouse could go to work to bridge the gap. Now, everybody's working two incomes and spending it all so there's no fallback. You cannot live and spend like you think you're always going to be at the most money you've ever made. Mistake number four, no emergency plan. Now, the next story you heard on the news about the extreme makeover house that is being real close to foreclosure. Uh, we're going to talk about that when we come back. Milton and Patricia, you've had uh, quite a rocky road in the last few months. Mm -hmm. You're being foreclosed. Closed captioning provided by... If you would like to purchase a tape or transcript of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. 866-437-7445. Okay, there's been big news from ABC's Extreme Makeover, where a couple was awarded the largest home ever given away on the show. Three years later, 
they made headlines for foreclosure. Now they say they're here to set the record straight. They've been accused of everything from being selfish, getting cash in hand and blowing money on Range Rovers and Escalades. Again, I sent Laurel to Harper's home to see what's going on. I'm standing in front of the Harper house, 5,500 square feet. It's enormous and beautiful. As you pan the neighborhood, you can see in comparison, the houses are a little smaller, 150,000 in value compared to the Harper home, which is currently valued at about $350,000. The original Harper home was 1,400 square feet and one bathroom. I'm going inside now to meet with the Harper family to find out the truth and how their life has changed since the extreme makeover. Well, Milton and Patricia, you've had uh, quite a rocky road in the last few months. What was your mortgage before the makeover? $1,000 a month. What about after the makeover? The same. It hadn't gone up at all. Let's try to set the record straight. Right. Some of the media reporting has said you were given 25 years worth of taxes. Let's start there. We had no cash. You were told that your taxes weren't going to raise, and they raised to what? About $5,000. For the year? Mm -hmm. There were reports that there was a $450,000 loan or several loans. Yes. Okay. So we had four fifty in loans. Now, what has happened to the mortgage since then? Um, $3,000. So now we're at $3,000. Mm -hmm. Tax is the same. Tax and everything is What's the, the cost to maintain the house right now? Um, about, what, $6,000, $7,000 a month. Mm -hmm. It was also been reported that you were supposed to have an auction. You're being foreclosed. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the media says you're millionaires. Are you? Were you ever? <laughs> Never. Never. Never was a millionaire. I think you said, you told me earlier, it was what, house rich, cash poor? Yes. Mm -hmm. What were your mistakes? My mistakes were not having the right people in my corner. You need a plan? We're definitely here for help. I'm trying to move forward and put everything else behind. Okay, now, so how did, how did you get in this pickle in, in your view? You, you did take out loans against the house, is that right? We refinanced. You refinanced the house? Yes. And to the tune of $450,000? Yeah, different, yeah, different times. Yeah, it was all, not all at one time. 125, 175, and 150. And what were they for? Well, um, basically, you know, they, were, they was for businesses. You know, I have, I have sons, so I was trying to build something for my family, for my sons. Um, and it, di it just didn't work out. I think one of the things that a lot of people don't know, and Laurel, you can help explain this, but when you have a home, mm -hmm. it is a homestead, and creditors can't come after it other than the mortgage lender. But if you take a second on that home, then all of a sudden you waive the homestead exemption, and that house is in play. It can, you can go borrow $10,000, secure it with your house, default on the loan, they can take the house. Correct. And most people don't know that when they get these second mortgages, that all of a sudden it takes their house from protected to unprotected, and it's in play, correct? You are correct. And so, and they did it three different times, one for the 125, one for 150, and one for 75, 175. And I think the, the biggest thing in the interview was that Milton already had a business that was you know, working, and again, we're still looking for the exact financials in the home, and um, we, we've got to get that. We've, you know, as we were talking, um, they've shredded a lot of their information, so we need that true information before we can really uncover 
the, the refinancing and, the, and that amount and where they really are and then really go back to those loan values. And I think the big question, Dr. Phil, is do they want to stay in this house or not? There was a lot of conversation in my visit whether they even want to stay in the house. Patricia said, I'd rather downsize, just move on, which this never happened. And Milton, it sounds like you want to stay and well, you've got, you know, you got a large family. Yeah, you know, so I mean, that's a big decision yet. What do you want people to know? Well, I want people to know that um, you know, we, we didn't go out here and squander no money. We didn't do, have the, do the Range Rovers and all this other stuff that people were told. We just, we just was a basic family, very humble, very happy. We just didn't take the right steps. So you didn't blow money and go crazy and buy luxuries and things like that? I mean, you, when you come to my home, you don't see no cars. You don't see us with no big jewelry on. I mean, a lot of money we lived off of. Like I said, it takes a lot to maintain that home. Yeah, six thousand a month apparently to, to At keep least. it going. And, and the, the loans, one twenty-five was for a rehab um, process that I believe that Milton yes, was doing we for his gonna, sons. We was gonna rehab some houses. Uh, the second loan was for a group home, but probably just didn't have, didn't go about it right. So the question is, where do you go from here? We're gonna talk about that next. But first, I want to tell you about the third biggest money mistake, and that's believing that fixed income is the only answer. Getting entrepreneurial, creating new money, doing things from home-based businesses can make the difference between sinking or swimming. So don't think just because you're on a salary that that's the end of your earning power. We'll be right back. Tracy, you feel like you've been mischaracterized in the media, right? What do you want to say? After 40, my skin looked tired. Gold Bond Ultimate Restoring Lotion with CoQ10 to help skin renew itself. Gold Bond Ultimate Restoring. This stuff really works. Travel consideration provided by... Nails won't grow? Help make short, brittle nails grow longer with Nutrinail Growth Formula plus green tea antioxidants. Get healthier looking longer nails with Nutrinail. Extreme Home Makeover, a hugely popular show where they reward a deserving family and renovate their home in a big way. Now, three years ago, they gave Milton and Patricia Harper a 5,500 square foot, four bedroom, four and a half bath, just kind of mini mansion. Uh, after missing multiple mortgage payments, the bank tried to foreclose on their house. Now, Laurel paid them a visit just days ago. Um, at, at this point, Laurel, you think if you can get some information, you can kind of figure out where, what the strategy would be to keep the house if that's what they want to do and how to create the income necessary to sustain that house if that's, where they, if that's what they want to do. Correct. And I think, you know, we're, we've got to look at that. We've got to look at credit card bills. You know, really, I want to identify that 6000 Is that really the amount? You know, just we want to line item that. We really want to detail that. Again, look at the spending habits. And then I want to go back to the income side. Uh, Patricia has taken on a job just recently and is making about 300 a week. Um, I think you have more skills than 300 a week. So that's something I want to relook at with her. And then Milton, as you can see, has gone into several businesses that have failed. Um, you know, doing businesses by yourself and being a lone ranger out there has not proven well. So we've either got to get a business plan for the security business he had in the past or move on to get a job. We've really got to evaluate this income situation um, and whether they're gonna stay. Patricia, what do you wanna say? I believe that we just 
did what we were supposed to do for our family. Well, as the man, I have to take the bulk of this because basically Patricia wasn't on, she didn't really want me to do half of the things that I've done. And um, she was a little bit against it, but she stood behind me. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, like I said, I was just doing everything that I thought that I could do for my family. But instead of me pushing the business that I had already, which we wouldn't even be sitting here right now had I would have done that. Um, but I tried to do other things. Patricia, you feel like you've been mischaracterized in the media, right? With, with people suggesting that you just blew the money irresponsibly, where you feel like what you were trying to do was take a, a, a step into business and start making money and having your boys make money and do the right thing. I just think that the media was in denial on how much it takes to maintain that size home and how much money it takes to maintain that size home. Uh, did uh, Stream Home Makeover uh, give you a $100,000 home maintenance fund? A fund, yes. They fund. gave you a fund of hundred grand to maintain the home? Yes, And right. did they set up a $25,000 scholarship? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. But that was what we used to pay the house off. They didn't pay off the house. They didn't pay off the um, house. You know, there's reports, so they paid off our house. They gave us $200,000 in cash and all. It was nothing like that. Well, but they did a wonderful thing. Yes. They gave you a beautiful yes. home. They mm -hmm. gave you $100,000 mm -hmm. maintenance fee for it and set up a, a, an account for mm -hmm. college as well, so they, they may not have calculated the expense and, yeah. and know what was going on, but I, I mean, you, you do, I mean, that, it seemed like they did a pretty fabulous thing. No, they did do a fabulous thing, no doubt about that. I'm not taking nothing away from them, and I don't want nobody to get the wrong idea. We appreciate everything they did for us, and yeah. they did no, choose I mean, I got, the right family. Yeah, I got nothing to do with extreme right. home makeover. I'm just saying, it just seemed to me, if somebody came and gave me a house and 125 mm -hmm. grand, I'd say thank you. Right. And I'm going to tell you something, Phil, and, and the bottom line, I'm glad you said that word. See, that's what we did. When they gave us the house, we thanked God. We thanked them for it, but we didn't praise them for it. And that's a part of why we are not where we at right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. Only certain people understand that. Mm -hmm. And so now we do know how to praise them, and that's why we're still in the house now. Uh, well, with... Um, <clears throat> with with, with some help and guidance, your idea is to, to stay in there and try to make it work. Is that right? Um, or do you want to get we out was, of it? We was debating on that because we, um, we have the, the boys going to be gone. So it's really just going to be me, Patricia, and uh, Mr. I mean, but may, I mean, but it's hard to stay there. We don't receive. You got death threats going on at us, hate mail. I mean, for something that... Anybody, anybody, you know what I'm saying, could have gotten to the same predicament. So I just don't understand why I'm sitting here getting beat up like that, my family. Yeah. Well, with the help that uh, we're offering through Laurel, mm -hmm. then you're going you're gonna to grab onto that oh, yes. and see what that's, we can that's, do, right? That's what we're here for. That's right. what we're here for. And it's truly another blessing. This is the blessing after the blessing yeah. that I get you guys. <laughs> see, they thought it was over. All right. Well, we're counting down to the biggest money mistake. Now, the second biggest is cashing out your 401k. Now, let me just tell you, it, it, unless you are just absolute dire emergency, uh, to cash out a retirement fund, I mean, it may give you a short-term fix, but boy, the day's gonna come when you wish you had that. 
And when we come back, I'm going to reveal what, in my opinion, is the number one money mistake. We'll be right back. We do our shows in front of a live audience, and we have a great time here, don't we, everybody? So if you want to be in the Dr. Phil audience, go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience or call 323-461-PHIL, 323-461-7445. We'll see you right here. You miss a lot of stuff on TV. Well, we've been counting down the biggest money mistakes today, and I want to tell you what I think is number one money mistake people make, and that is believing in the myth of fixed expenses. When I talk to people in money problems, they're always saying, well, now I can change some of this, but this is pretty much fixed. This is fixed. This is fixed. There are no fixed expenses. If you can't pay it, it has to go away. I don't care if it's a house or your cars. If you're sitting at home and you got two cars sitting out there with $450 payments on them and you can't buy groceries, get rid of the cars. Walk to work, buy a bicycle, go get on the bus. Understand nothing is fixed. There's nothing that can't go away. Laurel, thank you for all of your help with Greg and Brandy and with these fine folks today. If you want to become part of my Money Matters Surviving the Crisis series, go on to drphil.com. Tell me why. We want you to be here. We understand it's tough financial times right now. We're going to bring you experts. We're going to bring you information. We're going to bring you strategies for getting through these tough times. And um, Robin told me at the break she would babysit those three girls if you want to go get busy. But you would never get them back from mom, I'll tell you. All right, see y'all next time. Thank you so much. We've been counting down the biggest money mistakes today, and I want to tell you what I think is number one money mistake people make, and that is believing in the myth of fixed expenses. When I talk to people in money problems, they're always saying, well, 
Now I can change some of this, but this is pretty much fixed. This is fixed. This is fixed. There are no fixed expenses. If you can't pay it, it has to go away. I don't care if it's a house or your cars. If you're sitting at home and you got two cars sitting out there with $450 payments on them and you can't buy groceries, get rid of the cars. Walk to work, buy a bicycle, go get on the bus. Understand nothing is fixed. There's nothing that can't go away. Laurel, thank you for all of your help with Greg and Brandy and with these fine folks today. If you want to become part of my Money Matters Surviving the Crisis series, go on to drphil.com. Tell me why. We want you to be here. We understand it's tough financial times right now. We're going to bring you experts. We're going to bring you information. We're going to bring you strategies for getting through these tough times. And um, Robin told me at the break she would babysit those three girls if you want to go get busy. But you would never get them back from mom, I'll tell you. All right, see you all next time. Thank you so much. Thank you.